0: Art is normal. I thought art had to be a fancy schmancy Michelangelo, Basquiat, like these people that you hear about. I didn't know it could be like the shirt you're wearing and I didn't realize that.
1: What's up everyone? Welcome to episode 54 of the Mad Happy Podcast. I'm Payman. And I'm Mason. And today, uh, really, really
2: exciting guest, uh, uh, But before we get to that... Before we get to that, I think our, our heads and our hearts are still really thinking about the Uvaldi situation last week. Um, everyone has kind of been struggling with what's going on. I don't think it's anything new uh, for a lot of us, which I think is some of the worst part. Um, I know for me, it's honestly just felt really hopeless and kind of like helpless uh, to even think about rallying or attending some action or how to do my part. Um, it just seems like this has happened so many times now that there's almost nothing to even do. Um, and I know it, it, it. it's kind of pathetic to want to give up or, or want to quit or, or stop trying to lobby and fight for so many of these rights that that this country and so many people should have, uh, but just the the children situation of it all for them to not even be able to go to school and, and feel safe and things like that is just beyond tragic and definitely makes me super angry uh, that this is even happening i mean i feel like a lot of people have said that it is that it is a choice and and it is right you look at all the stats from all the other countries you look at the last time that this happened in the uk and and the quick laws that they instituted i think over 20 years ago and how there's virtually been no school shootings since then um and then you look at our country and there's already been over a hundred this year alone and and we're still in the first half of the year uh yeah so it just didn't feel right to really not not address it um And then I think also thinking about it through the lens of kind of mental health and and our show and and our brand, um, I think is a whole other conversation. So, I mean, there's a lot to unpack, uh, but it's definitely still something that's just weighing heavily on us.
1: Yeah, I think it's, for me, it's crazy because, you know, we interviewed uh, Victor last week and he just graduated high school like uh, a year ago. So someone who, you know, it, it really hit home for. And I think overall, like, it's such a complex issue, um, but but it feels like there is more we could be doing, um, and hopefully <laughs> hopefully we all as as a country start moving in the right direction. Um, but I think yeah, like you said, just wanted to touch on that, um, and you know I think we have today just like a really inspirational story um, with Victor, also known, known as Felocious, and his story of feeling safe or feeling not safe at home and actually using school you know as a place to draw and 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 be away from an environment that was very toxic for him growing up both at his parents house and then at his grandparents house and then eventually leaving home and being able to do that through his art is really really an amazing story so we're really excited um to share this with you today uh we're we're releasing something today as well when when you hear this uh with Victor and with um, with Mad Happy uh, on on all of our channels, so definitely check it out. Really exciting partnership we have uh, with Pride with with, with uh, b- the Born This Way Foundation, uh, benefiting from from all of the profits. So really excited about it. Thank you guys for uh, continuing to listen. Uh, we hope uh, you love this episode, and um, you know keep keep the questions coming. But re- really really good one, and hope you guys enjoy it.
2: The Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism. Enjoy the show with Payman and Victor, a.k.a. Velocious.
1: But thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's great to meet I'm Payman, as I said, and just really happy to, to have you on the show.
2: Oh,
0: happy to be here. Happy to talk about life and art and everything in it.
1: Amazing. Thank you. Um, I, I'm curious, like, uh, for you, a lot has happened in the last two years um, and we, we'll get all into that. Uh, we're really, really excited uh, that we're working together on this project coming up and we'll also get into that. But taking it all the way back, can you give us a picture of like where you grew up um, and that sort of thing? You know, we think like mental health is so closely tied to your early childhood. So wondering, uh, wondering your early life experience.
0: Oh, mental health tied to everything. Um, I grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, in the desert. A lot of people don't realize that little kids can grow up there. <laughs> um, a lot of people think it's just the strip and that's it. No, I grew up in a house there. I could see the strip from my house.
1: And so growing up, were you an only child?
0: Yeah, so I was an only child. I lived with my grandparents. And I would just explore the desert, look at sand. And I hated it so much because I was like, I want to see trees. I want to see real grass.
1: <laughs> and you just never did growing up, huh?
0: No, it's just it's so dry and hot.
1: It it's crazy because you know we always talk about like what do you feel like being an only child did um did for you you know like were you alone a lot um is that how you got into art like I'm curious if, if you remember any of those experiences of like being an only child.
0: Um, I was alone all the time. Uh, my family was always I was kind of neglected as a child, so everyone was doing their own stuff. And I just was in my own little world so bored because I lived with my grandparents and they didn't really have internet and all they had was TV, but not like the cool cable. It was just like the same like 20 channels or something. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't want to watch the same 20 channels every day. What do I do? Oh, well, I could draw. I wasn't allowed to go outside. So I just sat inside and played with toys. When I got bored of the toys, I would make cardboard houses for my toys. And then I was like, I gotta paint the houses and then I would draw. And when I drew, I was this bored little kid. But now I have these new worlds on this flat paper that I could explore and be inside of.
1: And and how old were you when you started drawing?
0: Um I would draw all the time. My great grandma was a painter, not famous or anything. I don't even think she sold her art. She just loved it so much. And her whole house was covered in canvases. And my grandpa would be like, ah, this house is so ugly. It's just covered in art. (laughs) And she'd be like, yeah, I love it. But yeah, she was a painter and she would mail me art supplies. But no one would really tell me it's art supplies. They'd be like, oh, it's your toys. You just got oil paint. Here's your new toy. You just got new acrylic paint. It's your new toy. And I'd be like, oh, sick, cool. I'm going to play with it. So I've kind of been drawing and painting my whole life, but I didn't take it seriously till I was like 13, 14.
1: And I'm curious, you know, we talk a lot on the show about people who didn't have great relationships with their parents, you know, felt neglected, felt like they didn't understand them. And, um, And it affects people a lot, of course. And and we talk about our own experiences and and everyone who comes on the show. I'm curious, like going back and putting yourself in that place of like growing up. What did you feel like? What was your relationship with your parents? You know, what did you feel at that time? What was your relationship with your grandparents as well?
0: I mean, so when I was a little kid, my mom left me uh, when I was like seven. She I would see her sometimes, but she was always gone and would never tell me why. And then one day, she just was like, I love you so much, but I know you're going to have a better life here. I need to go work on some stuff. And she kind of left. She didn't tell me where she was going. I never really saw her again after that. My dad was very abusive. And I didn't realize that until I got older. uh, And I found the internet. And I would read Twitter threads of people talking about the abusive families that they survived. And I would read it and I'd be like, what do they mean abusive? This sounds like my family. And I was like, oh, damn, like maybe, like I knew my family was bad, but I thought, I don't know, I thought everyone in the world was lying to each other and they would go to school and it was just this fake, everyone was just acting. But I realized that my situation was way different. And so one day I told my dad, After I realized I was being abused my entire life, physically, sexually, everything, I was like, oh, I have to go to my grandparents' house. It's been so long. I haven't seen them. And he was like, I don't know why you want to go hang out with them. You always hate it when you're there, but okay, whatever. I don't care. And I went to their house and I told them everything my dad has ever done to me and start crying, call the police, everything, and go to court. And now I live with my grandparents. And I thought everything would be easy breezy. Escaped an abusive and how household. Old, how
1: old were you now?
0: I was 12. Okay. And I was like, oh, great. I made it out easy breezy beautiful. I'm with my grandparents. I'm safe from this physically abusive, scary monster. But I didn't know what mental abuse was. I didn't know. That's so... I didn't understand it. Yeah. But my grandma... She would always say things to me like, oh, you're ugly. I don't like your art. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? And always preface it by saying, I love you, but when you're older, you need to get plastic surgery because your nose is really ugly. Oh, just cruel things. Um, and especially as I got more into art, just say, I hate your art. You need to stop. You're never going to be successful and threaten to rip it up. Uh. And then I realized, oh, I've, I've been mentally abused growing up with my grandma. And art was my way of coping with me th- thinking I was in safety, but I wasn't. Uh, and I can explore my true feelings with art. Because if I talk back to my grandma, it's a headache for two weeks. Instead, I could just be quiet. She can say whatever she wants to me, but I kind of like built this barrier (laughs) and would go uh, survive in painting
1: yeah and I mean that's a crazy story I feel like at at such a young age like at, at least like you understood um the physical abuse and you were able to get out of that situation when when you moved in with your grandma you start you said you started getting into art and like being able to like learn more about yourself and like who you actually are because I imagine up to that point you're just like you know, obviously like I'm a terrible person because like my dad, my mom left and my dad is like hitting me and now I got out and now my grandma is mean to me. So like everyone is mean to you. So I'm sure that right. wasn't good for, for, for your mental health or just for like the process of growing up. Was it really like not until you started, you know, making art more that like you started delving into like, oh, like who am I actually? Um, You know, what was that process like for you?
0: It's so crazy. So I'm transgender Um female to male. And as a little kid, I hated, I hated when my parents were like, you have to wear pink. You have to dress like a girly girl. And I was like, I hate that. I don't want to, I just want to do whatever I want. So then I thought that's why I wanted, like, that's why I thought I was a boy. I was like, I'm just a boy. I don't know. I'm seven years old. (laughs) Everyone (laughs) leave me alone. But then as I got older, I was like, oh, actually, I really love pink. Like, that has nothing to do with anything. It's just literally a color, whatever. And I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it to you, but I've just never identified with how my family would speak to me and call me, especially, I don't know, the culture of my family. It's, like, all about... I was the only girl. I was the princess, whatever. And I was like, I don't want to be that. I'm just, I'm Victor. Like, I wish I could tell you, but if I told you that, you would kick me out of the house or you would think I'm this disgusting monster. So I've kind of always known who I was, but I thought I was crazy Mm -hmm. because my grandma told me she was very homophobic and just conservative and anyone who knew who they were she would point at them and laugh at them she'd be like oh you see that person they're terrible what are they doing they're putting on this weird facade it's so disgusting it makes me want to throw up it's not in the bible whatever yeah (laughs) and it would it would it would hurt my heart i'd be like well i got news for you like I'm one of those people that that know who they are. Um, but when I painted more, I didn't feel like I had to act for my family. Yeah. Um, and I realized that once I turned 18, I could, if I used my craft and I got real good at it and real smart talking to people, I could escape this crazy situation. And I, I think I did that successfully. And now I just get to be myself and not deal with, crazy
1: people <laughs> it's crazy because i feel like you're a very like positive person a very optimistic person which like we very much are uh, as people and as a brand too i'm curious like did you always have that with you even when you were younger like did you have sort of these blinders on of like yeah my grandma was like so mean to me like everyone's mean to me but like i'm fine and you know i'm in i know who i am or or did you develop that over time like did you just get thicker skin and like it didn't affect you as much like do you remember that
0: when I was a little kid, I used to want to die all the time because I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle these people always telling me I'm wrong and telling, every, telling me everything I do is wrong. But through the internet, I got to see all these other trans people, all these queer people, or anyone that was in an abusive relationship, whether it be their partner or their family, escape. And so... I think as I got older, but more so as I explored the internet more and saw these people, the conversation of mental health become more prominent in just everyday conversation, people discussing these things, I realized I wasn't alone. So I think that gave me thicker skin and just, okay, they did it. They were soldiers. They made it out. I I have to get out. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And then what was the process of you like starting to sell art? Um, I listened to you on the pod with Gary and it's an amazing episode. But, like, I'm curious, like, when did you realize, like, oh, I could actually sell this thing and make money?
0: Oh, I was 14 on Twitter. This girl posted a little apartment she had and all these prints of her art in little folders and stickers she had on the floor. And the post was captioned. I just got my first apartment off of art money. Thank you so much, everyone that bought my prints. I was fourteen. I didn't know what the heck a print was, so I go on her website and I'm like, "What are prints?" And I'm like, "What is she selling? Prints of her art? Printed out pictures of her art?" I didn't know you could do. I didn't know you could do that. If you sell it for fifteen bucks, someone will want to buy it and hang it in their home. People care about art. I thought people cared about music and movies, but still images. I don't know. That's so crazy. Unless it's a Picasso or something. But this girl from Ohio can make a living off these $10 prints? Okay. I do more research. See another post of someone else. I think they bought a car. And it wasn't a braggadocious post. It's just this girl who didn't have money saying, yo, I couldn't drive anywhere. Thank you for helping me get this thing I needed. And all the comments are like, yeah, of course. I love your art. Like, duh. And so from there, I go on a research spree of how do I make a website? What are prints? How do you make (laughs) money? What is... People care about art and just being nosy, clicking on all these people's profiles that are buying it and learning from them and seeing that art is normal. I thought art had to be a fancy schmancy Michelangelo, Basquiat, like these... People that you hear about, I didn't know it could be like the shirt you're wearing, the pants you're wearing, the fit, the cut, the poster on the wall, the album art of all the albums I like to listen to. That's all art. And I didn't realize that.
1: And then to to start selling it, like what what, what was that process?
0: Uh, I did all that research and then made a little free website and put up some art and no one bought it. But I kept, <laughs> I kept being on Twitter, just talking to random artists that I liked. I'd say, oh, my God, your art is so cool, because I generally thought that. And they'd say, yo, your art is cool, too. How old are you? What? You're 14? Oh, my gosh. I want to support you. And from there, people would buy one $10 print. Then sometimes I would draw something and more people saw it. I'd make 100 bucks off some art. And it was a dream.
1: And then, like, at what point did you switch over to like making digital art and, and, and that whole side of of what you've done?
0: So at first, I would just use like dollar store pens. where you could buy a big pack for a dollar of all these really cheap pens, and or Office Max they'd have for clearance all these sharpies. So I would just buy tons of copy paper, really cheap, and tons of sharpies, and just draw every day all day. My room was get covered in paper, but I wanted to do pretty colors and pretty blending and make big paintings, but my grandpa wouldn't let me paint in the house because he was scared I would mess up the flooring. And beyond that, I didn't like that. I had a, there was a rule at my house that I couldn't close my door. So because my door was always open, my grandma would just come in my room whenever and not say anything. And she would look at what I'm doing. And when it's paper, you can't really like hide it really fast. You could take out a folder and then put it in the folder, try not to wrinkle it. But I knew with digital art, I could just like do control D and then the desktop pops up and no, they're old. (laughs) They don't know how computers work. I just hold, hide it in a secret folder. So I asked my grandpa, I said, grandpa, I know it's not Christmas. I know it's literally June, but it's summer. And I'm not allowed to go outside, so please, can we use my Christmas money to buy uh, this tablet I found? It's $30. It's a digital tablet. You never have to buy me Sharpies or markers again. You never have to buy me paper again. Please, if you just use my Christmas money early and buy me this tablet, I'll never bother you again. And he said, no. Then I bothered him again. He said, okay, this was a good pitch. (laughs) Sure, And he ordered it for me. He does not trust ordering stuff off the internet. So he was like, what is eBay? I'm putting my credit card information to eBay. This is crazy. But he he bought it for me. And he had this really old laptop that had like no RAM and just was so old. But he gave it to me. And I connected the tablet. And Photoshop would crash if I did more than like three layers. I torrented (laughs) Photoshop and made all my art. And... I was able to use colors and blend them and not have to spend a hundred bucks on all the shades of red or whatever. I just have infinite everything. Um, And the only thing that I needed to do was be patient with the computer when I crashed and save a lot. And and when you say
1: like you weren't allowed to go outside, like you mean like you never went outside in the summer? Like, what did that mean?
0: Uh, I wasn't allowed to go to friends' houses because they thought I would be crazy and do drugs or I don't know. And I wasn't allowed to, like, go to the front yard and, like, walk around or, like, walk around the neighborhood because they were scared I was going to get kidnapped or something. So at a certain point, I gave up on asking because they would always say no. Or if I wanted to go to our friend's house, like, down the street, they'd be like, no, I don't. They're crazy. They're going to, I don't know, brainwash you. So... I just kind of gave up on asking.
1: and They didn't know you had inside. the internet, though. You didn't need to go to your friend's house <laughs> to, to <Yeah>. see everything. <laughs> um, yeah, if and they
0: knew all the things I was seeing on the internet, they'd be like, what? <laughs> go outside?
1: And you were saying, you know, obviously, like, you're set, you're 17, and you're starting to sell art, but, like, you can't move out. You don't have a bank account. Like, give me the story of just, like, the months leading up to that because it's really an amazing story of just, like, trying to leave as soon as you could. Uh, But also still being like stuck for a little uh, while making money, like while making some significant money for the first time.
0: So when I hit 17, the week I got back to school, I was sitting in math class. I hate math. (laughs) I hated that teacher. I sat in class and I bought a composition book that looked like my math notebook. And I wrote a whole year plan from January to December of here's how much money I'm going to make each month. Here's exactly how. And if plan A doesn't work, here's extra projects I'm going to do that month to try to generate enough revenue to move out. And I wanted to get enough money to pay for top surgery and testosterone. Um, so I made that plan and it did not go how I wanted it. I, did, I don't even know what the target number was. It was just like, It wasn't even a big number. It was like $5,000 or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And January make like 30 bucks. February, I sell. I'm starting to sell more. I don't know what happened in January. I'm confused because my plan isn't working, but then it's taking off. And then March or after February, we're hearing about COVID and stuff. And I have this painting on my website. Some guy buys it. Didn't really think that much about it, but it's the first time someone bought a physical painting from me. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm up in a level. People don't just want my prints. They want a real one-of-one painting, even if it's 90 bucks. 90 bucks is a lot of money. Wow. School shut down because of COVID. I get an email from that guy who bought the painting a long time ago saying, dude, I love your art. I want to buy more paintings but i hate i don't want to take up space in my house i live in new york my my house isn't big do you know what digital assets are do you know what nft's are and i'm like dude are you trying to scam me i thought he was trying to take the rights to my art and like sell it and i don't know you hear stories about young artists getting scammed and i was yeah. so scared And I think I said something really sassy back to him. I was like, no, (laughs) what what are you talking about? And instead of being defensive back to me, he was very nice and understanding. And he wrote this essay of, here's this platform. NFTs are non-fungible tokens. Basically, your digital art can go on the blockchain. I know you don't understand crypto, but that's not really what it's about. It's about your art. Having backing so it can be tracked because if you delete your digital file, there's kind of really no trace that it was there. But instead, it's all on the blockchain. And I was like, cool, I don't understand what crypto is. I'm, this sounds scary. Like, you'll the only thing you've heard about crypto is like, I don't know, like scary, crazy yeah. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, my grandparents already are like weary of me on the internet. I can't tell them I'm into crypto now. They think I'm. A crazy drug dealer. Like, I
1: don't know.
0: Um, But I go on Twitter. And I Google... Or search on Twitter NFT. And the first thing that pops up is this artist named Xcopy. And his art is brightly colored but with dark background i'd say like neon light looking yeah. kind of it's amazing and really grainy and it's like gifs that go back and forth really fast and it very does not glitchy. look like yeah, yeah very glitchy does not look like a michelangelo painting and he sold his art i saw something sold for like a thousand dollars i was like what this weird gif art that's digital sold for a thousand dollars this is so cool, not because it's sold, but because someone cared about weird art. Next artist I see, this guy named Coldy, wears weird portraits that look like collages and a camera moving around the collage so you can see the different layers of the portrait. It's so weird and not like a traditional landscape painting that I've seen before. It sells for like500 dollars. And I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I realize there, people care about weird art, and I make that, and I finally found my people. And I think one of the first things I did was reach out to those artists and say, yo, what the heck is this? Hello. And they were so sweet and welcoming.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And then so you start making money You're in, in ETH. You can't transfer it to a bank account. January 1 hits. What do you do then? You turn 18 on January 1st, right?
0: I turned 18 on January 1st. I have a drop going on at that time.
1: Five seconds, right? 340K in five seconds. It's crazy. It's crazy. And did your grandparents know?
0: At that point, they knew, but they thought it was going to go away. My grandma, I remember my grandma, I told my grandma, I said, Grandma, I just made $100,000. And she said, no one's going to care about you tomorrow. Which, I think at that time when she said that, I don't think it was a mean thing that she said. I think she was scared. And I think it was more so from a place of protection when she said that. Because, yeah, it is pretty crazy. You just find this new thing and all of a sudden you're making this money. And she was like, I don't understand. I've worked three jobs my whole life. I, I had five kids. I came from El Salvador. I had to do all this. And you're... You're making money off it. Of, I don't get it. Like, there's no way this can last. No one's gonna care. Just don't spend your money. Like, it was. I understood where she was coming from.
1: Yeah, you do the drop on the on your birthday, and yeah, then what? How soon after are you moving out? Oh,
0: drop on my birthday And next day. Buy a ticket to Seattle, just because I texted one of my friends <laughs> on Twitter saying, "Dude." It says on your profile, you live in Seattle. Is it cool? And he was like, yeah, I like it. It's very beautiful. And he wrote me this beautiful essay of why he likes it. And I said, cool. I've never met someone off the internet before. And I don't, I've never really been allowed to go outside before either. But I bought a ticket for Seattle for tomorrow. And he said, cool, man. I'll pick you up from the airport wow. <laughs> and go to Seattle. Uh, I tell my grandpa the next day. And he thinks I'm joking. He's like, yeah, let's go to the store later. And I say, Grandpa, I can't go to the store. We can't go buy milk together. I'm going. And he said, yeah. And I'm going to the Bahamas, sure. And I said, no, Grandpa, I'm leaving. I show him my ticket on the app. And he said, oh, okay. Do you have your birth certificate? Do you have this? And he wasn't mad. And I was like, why, why are you helping me? Why are you getting all these things from me? And he said, because when I was your age, I didn't travel the world. I didn't do all the things I wanted to do. And I'm old now. And I wish I did all those things. You're so young, and I love you. And I want you to do all the things that I could never do. And he gave me like 300 bucks cash, gave me my birth certificate, all that stuff, and drove me to the airport and as we're walking out the front door, my grandma says, where are you going? And I said, I'm leaving. And she said, I saw you packing yesterday. Why didn't you tell me? And I said, because I thought, I thought that it was going to go down way worse. I thought I was going to have to call the police. I thought someone was going to hold me back. I don't know. Yeah. And she says, I don't care if you're leaving this house. Then everything you have here is trash. And she grabs gra- garbage bags. She walks up to my room upstairs. And I follow her. Thinking we can resolve this. And she just starts. She takes her hand and uses it like a broom. And just sweeps everything on my desk into a trash bag. And she's like, it's all trash. It's all garbage. And in my brain, I'm like, this this lady is crazy. I'm literally leaving. And she's I don't know what's happening with her brain. so I just turn around. My grandpa's like, I'm sorry. I don't know why she's being this way. We go to the airport. We say goodbye. And then I'm just by myself. And I just start laughing at the airport because I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so happy. (laughs) I bought a bottle of water. And I felt so cool. I was like, what? I can just like buy a bottle of water and I don't have to like ask anyone. I don't have to like, be like, can we go to the store to get water? No, I just walked to the store and get water. I felt so great.
1: Yeah. And and what did you feel in that moment? Like obviously like very relieved. But like, what did like? Did you know like, hey, I'm never going back. Like I never want to be in that situation again. Like what were you thinking? I mean, you're just 18. You know, you're still so young at that time, like, and even now, like, what, what what were you thinking?
0: I was thinking that I felt sad for my grandma, because obviously, there are things that happened to her in her life that made her treat me the way that she did. I felt bad for her. And it wasn't like, I don't ever want to go back. But it was like, I just don't I've already dealt with so much that I don't have the capacity to want to deal with that right now. I just want to look forward, and I still don't even understand what's happening with this NFT stuff. This is also crazy. I'm going to Seattle. I can't believe that I don't have to ask to use the restroom. I can just go. Or I can be late. I can miss the flight if I want. Like I just can do whatever. And so it was just pure bliss.
1: And so you moved to Seattle. And then I think another big thing you did um, at the time was like the Christie's drop, right? Like for you, what did that mean? I'm sure like being 18 years old, being outside of like Nevada for the first time and then working with like arguably like one of the biggest art auction houses in the world. Like, did that even feel real? And like, does it even feel real now?
0: I recognize that the life I am living right now is the opportunity is insane. I don't even, I can't wrap my head around it every single day. The fact that my room is just covered in stuff of my dreams of fashion. We're working mad happy. Like this is stuff I've, I've never even dreamed about this because I didn't know I could dream that big. Yeah. When you're told, oh, you have to be a doctor. You have to be a lawyer. You got to go to school. You got to do this. The big dream was hopefully I draw a picture and someone likes it, not even buys it, likes it. Yeah. So to be here is just what the heck. Um, But yeah, when Christie's happened, I didn't even tell anyone that I was trans. I just changed my name really fast on Twitter and hoped no one asked a question. (laughs) (laughs) And no one did ask any questions. They're just like, okay, I guess your name is Victor, (laughs) whatever. Because I was so scared to confront the, like, hey, guys, like, here's this thing I've been dealing with my whole life.
1: Like, yeah, this is me.
0: Yeah. And my whole life I've been told that I'm a monster. My grandma's telling, she sees a trans person, she's like, oh, they're monsters. So I think, I don't know, something. I'm scared to tell people this is me. The Beeple sale for the $69 million at Christie's happens which was cool, cool moment for NFTs. And I'm on the phone with my manager and he's like, have you ever thought about Christie's? And I was like, no, it's not really something that I'm just like, yeah, let me think about Christie's. I didn't even know I could think like that. And he was like, have you emailed them? And I said, no, I didn't know Christie's just had an email that I could email. <laughs> and he said, yeah, it's just on their website. I'm going to email them right now. And within the next hour, we get a reply. And Noah Davis from Christie says, this is crazy. You just emailed us. We were about to email you. Hello, what's up? Let's set a call. Call him tomorrow. He's like, hey, I want to do something with you. You're so young. Your art is so cool. Let's do something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Let's do something. I'm losing my mind. Christie's wants to work. What the heck? I don't even think I understood the, like how much of a big deal that was because I was so shocked. And I'm talking to my manager, and he's like, I noticed I was looking at your Instagram before we met, and I noticed all your old art says Victoria, but you're, but you're Victor now. Like, do you want to talk about that? And I was like, oh, my God. I do want to talk about it. I've been too scared to, yes, let's talk about it. And it's this long discussion of how I'm trans. And at the end of the conversation, he says, is this something that you want to talk about at Christie's? And I'm like, scared. I'm like, do you think they'll let me? Like, I don't know. Like, is that allowed? (laughs) Like, I'm scared. And he says, it's you. Be you. If that's what you want to talk about. Let's talk about it. If you're uncomfortable and you don't, you're not ready, then we don't have to talk about it. We hand up the call, have a good day. And I'm sitting in my room like, dang, I'm really young. I have this opportunity at Christie's. And my whole life, there was not that many trans men that I could look up to and be like, that's like me. They're like me. I didn't realize what being trans was until I was like 15 on twitter and i saw someone be like hey my name is so and so and this is what my life was like and i was like you're like me i want to be that person where i can help someone else look at me and be like oh you're like me i'm not crazy like my family thinks i'm crazy i'm not and i decided to make this christie's project about me coming out and you know it it went very well which i'm very thankful for
1: and Did you like, were you worried about like the reaction, just like putting it out there in that way? It's like the biggest stage possible for something that you didn't really talk about before that.
0: Oh, yeah. I was so scared. All the friends I had or my my other collectors from my previous art or just the crypto space in general. I wasn't sure how people were going to. It wasn't a conversation in the space. It's not especially because this space was so new, there was just no, everyone talked about the art or what was happening. No one really talked about the interpersonal, like, how are you doing type of thing. And so for me to come out with this project, that's like, yeah, I'm trans. Here's all the trauma I've had to deal with. This entire time y'all have known me on the internet. I was just this happy kid, but I was in an abusive family that was trying to get out. When you bought my art, you actually saved my life. And I think wow. it was a big like slap in the face for a lot of people being like, oh, snap, when I'm buying your art, it's not just because it looks cool, because I like it. Like, You were dealing with some shit. like that, That's a big deal. It was nice to tell these people that bought my art, like, yo, it's literally way more than the money. Like, y'all, I could escape because of you. Like, yeah. that was a good conversation to have.
1: I'm curious, like now, being out of that part of your life, getting out of that household like there's still so much work to be done for yourself of like all the things you dealt with the depression feeling suicidal and 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 all the feelings that come with that like how have you tried to now be like more proactive both with like maybe like the people around you in your life because I'm sure you're trying to now have great people positive like you know that cheer you on and also just like taking care of yourself you know you're only 19 and like me, I, I only started going to therapy like a year and a half ago, and it's been game changing for me. And I didn't feel like I was in a crisis, but like the amount of stuff from my past that I never spoke about, never really thought about is it, crazy. So I'm curious how you think about that now, because just because you make you know, money and you're successful, doesn't mean like everyone feels good every day. So I'm curious mm-hmm. how you're uh, how you're thinking about it.
0: That's so funny. You say that when I moved out before I bought a couch, before I bought anything. The first thing I did was Google like, "How do you get a therapist?" <laughs> <That's> <laughs> its amazing. one of the first things I got, and therapy is so radical. It's so cool to talk to a the therapist and be like, "Yo, here's all this crazy stuff." And they're like, "Here's what this mean. like this could mean this." And I was like, "Oh snap. did <laughs> not even like think about it." I was too busy thinking about surviving, like, "Oh yeah, it did make me feel that way. And I think it's made my art better. And now I can do whatever I want art-wise. And I feel like that's helped me a lot. Yeah. To just... I wasn't allowed to talk growing up. Yeah. If I would talk, people would dismiss me. But now I can just sit for hours and make whatever. And I don't have to think about anyone coming in my room through the door. I don't have to think about nothing. I just think about this is how I feel. Yeah. And it all comes out. And then I need art. Art is everything to me. If I don't like art, I literally get like, I think I become annoying. If I <laughs> yeah. don't like art, I just like get mad at more things. Like,
1: and what about like, um, people, you know, like, did you find like, it, you know, it's been harder for you to like, trust people because of some of the early relationships that you had, or have you, you know, like how, how have you gone through that process, especially now? Right. Like, Becoming famous, becoming more well known. Of course, like people want things from you, I'm sure. Like, how how, how do you think about that um, in contrast with the relationships you grew up with?
0: I never really had, I didn't have that many friends in high school. Or if I did, it was just those kids that are in your class that I would talk to. But then out of that, we wouldn't text each other or anything. It's just, I see you in class. Okay, bye. I've always been kind of bad at making deep connections. Also, because I just like art so much that it kind of I don't want to go else. out. Yeah, like I don't want to go out and hang out. I want to be home and make art. So fortunately, I found amazing artists that are like me that don't like that don't want to go out and that just want to make art, and they think like me and either have similar stories or not at all. They had great families and like they just really like art. And so I've found that I've some of my best friends in the whole world now are just intense painters that once we decide to crawl out of our painter cave, we go hang out and walk around and talk about life and talk about the nuances of, oh, I can't figure out why my paint keeps glooping this particular way. Oh, or I painted this piece because I've been dealing with a lot and we can have those very honest, emotional conversations. And it's nice to just have friends that I don't feel like I need to be perfect for whatever like i felt for my family instead it's just like yeah we're all just human we're figuring it out i don't know
1: (laughs) yeah that's amazing that's amazing and i think like um what about like dealing with so much adversity at such a young age um and then i imagine that that has like fueled into like you know your art and like you said like you're really showing who you are everything that you went through and now are going through and you're pouring it out there like Are you now in a weird way like thankful for like all the challenging times that you had to go through because it like speaks through you through your art?
0: It's really cool that you say that because, yeah, in a really weird way, I'm kind of thankful for all the like when people say that, it sounds so like what? (laughs) But when all that happened, I hated it, it was terrible. But looking back, I'm not afraid of nothing. I'll go in a meeting and if I make something crazy and some like person is like I don't know how I feel about that or this is too colorful this is I'm like there's nothing you can possibly say to me that will hurt my feelings because grown up I had to deal with all my closest people you're supposed to trust betraying me so <laughs> like I I remember when I was a little kid I had to go in front of a courtroom and tell all these adults at 12 years old bad things my dad did to me in intense detail and that was the moment at 12 where I was like I'm gonna do it I just have to do it and if I do this I can do anything I'm not afraid of nothing and I did it and it was scary and it was weird but now it's like no one can make me feel as bad as I felt at 12 just telling all these adults like terrible things that happened to me I'm this is like I'm making art there's this is my dream. The fact that I'm here is great. This is everything I wanted. Anything beyond that is excess. And I'm happy to explore and have fun. And because I'm here, uh, I want to amplify stories. Like with this like this uh, sweater and the shorts that we're doing. It's not just a fun fashion thing. It's like, look, here are these clothes that as a little kid, if I saw this at the store or saw someone wearing this, I would be shook to my core. And you can wear it. And there's messages on it and passion. And it's from this kid that had to go through a lot. And now he's here and could make this. Like, that, that's beautiful. And I don't know, I'm excited to like be old and just help people make art.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think um, I'd love to talk about this job. You know, we're we were super excited because like anytime we partner with anyone, whether it's brands, people, it's like all has to be around this shared idea of like mental health and how can we create more conversation? How can we make it more normal? to talk about these things that are really hard to talk about. And, um, you know, when we started doing that in 2017, it was kind of like what you said. It was, people thought it was crazy. Like, why are you talking like mental health? Like, what does that have to do with clothes? And what does that have to do with a brand? And you know, what a lot of people don't get is like, that's what Nike did with like physical health and movement. Like, why can't we do the same thing for mental health? And I'm curious, like when you were creating these pieces, knowing that it would go on, on this, on these garments, like, what were you thinking? You know, what is the message of, Of these clothes and what do you hope to pass down through that
0: when i found out that we were doing this the first thing i did like this is a huge dream i hate most of the pride clothes that are out it feels so cheap is the wrong word but like dishonest it's just like a logo with a rainbow on it and it's messed up because it's like what do you mean you mean all these queer people had to go through all this stuff and deal with all this terrible hate crimes and everything and You're just going to put a rainbow on the brand, like, on your name? Like, there should be more. There should be substance to the message. And I googled, like, I went on Twitter and I googled Pride Pride shirt, Ohio. Pride shirt, Florida. And then I clicked on photos and just saw people posting what shirt they got for Pride. that For for that Pride. And I was so upset because so many of the shirts were just lacking feeling. Yeah. And so I was like mad and passionate and I just opened up Photoshop and started painting what's on this sweater. And I was like, if I saw this, if I was like 13, if I was older and I'm walking down the street and I see someone wearing this or I see that Mad Happy posted this pride thing, how would I feel if I saw this? Would I feel heard? what I feel listened to? what I feel like y'all didn't just do some random pride thing? That there's intention and in heart. And I sat there and I, I painted this sweater. And my, my favorite thing are the sleeves. Because if you look on the sleeves, there's different um, colors.
1: They're crazy. They're amazing.
0: Representing different people in the queer community. And I like there's the lesbian flag, the ancestral flag, the trans flag. And it's very subtle because, in my heart, my dream is like maybe some kid can have like homophobic parents or something, but they can wear that sweater and it looks dope and they can like look at their sleeves and be like, I know. Or like if you're walking down the street, someone else can see it and be like, oh, I I see. This sweater is like really super duper important to me. And yeah. I don't know. It's really cool that we're doing this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're so excited about it. And I think you're right. It's like the feelings thing is so important. You know, it's like our brand is all about like how do you make products that when people put it on, like they feel better in some way, whatever that is, right? Maybe it's just like the comfort which we think we get through the quality, or it's the graphic that evokes some sort of emotion and, and makes them feel more optimistic like that's the goal for us and like how can we do that with amazing partners like you here and we're so excited to work on this because you know we're we're also so careful because we're like hey like who are the people that could represent our brand well too and and and, you know that's like a it's a big deal for us because like we want to make sure that it comes from an authentic place that people actually do care about the mental health side of what we're doing that we can create more awareness through doing it versus like oh, let's just do, like, a merch drop because, like, it's going to sell a lot or whatever, you know? Uh, so, so I mean, thank you. And and I'm so excited for this next week. And I know everyone else is also. So, or will be because they don't know about it yet. <laughs> I, I'm curious for you, like, how do you even think about what's next? You know, you're 19 and you just dropped the first part of FIBO World, which I got some paint. I came to a paint party. It was, it was oh, amazing. Snap. And you know like how do you think about what's next you said you know i have everything i ever dreamed of and even beyond my wildest dreams and um you know life i feel like is one of those things where once you get what you thought you wanted then you're like that didn't fix everything and also like wow like i want more and it's always this like weird chase of like how do you be happy with where you are and want to improve or want to do more you know i think it's an and and it's not an or and How are you thinking about it?
0: Humans don't really live that long. A hundred something years isn't that long. And I don't know. I'm always like, I don't know. I could get hit by a car if I go outside. I don't don't know what's going to happen. And I made it this far. So at this point, it's just like, let's play. Let's make all the coolest stuff that I've always wanted to do. Let's tell all these stories. Let's exist. Um, And through that, it's, like my Fuel World stuff, I just want to make the dopest stuff that I I want to see. And by dope, I mean, like, what's really cool to me is, like, representation and these stories that have been silenced for so long. <laughs> like, I want to see that out in the world. I want to see more trans stories. I want, I want to see everything. And I feel like in my experimentation and pursuit of telling my story, like, I'm, I'm finding other people telling their stories. And... I I think that's what's next just tell more stories because everything around us is art and I really want people to be more aware of that like the clothes that people wear for them to feel like with this sweater for them to feel solid and be like yeah I'm so happy I'm wearing this beyond that it looks cool like I I feel it too Um, so I think that's what's next just living life exploring life and exploring myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel like, you know, for us, like finding that balance of like making amazing things, continuing to grow our company and like figuring out how to make a big impact. You know, that's how we try to think about mm-hmm. it. And for us, it's on the mental health side. But for anyone, it could be a new a number of things. And I feel like that's how we can get fulfillment out of our work. Right. Because it's not only about like how much money can we make or all of those things. And I think as you get older, I think that's what you realize um, I'm curious for you, like advice to a kid that is going through a hard time like you did even just a few years ago. Like, what, what would that message be from you today?
0: No matter what craft or whatever you're doing, it can either be a dream, like an artist or a musician or a fashion designer, or maybe you do want to be a doctor and just help people like that's also sick. The hurt doesn't last forever. You're not always trapped with these crazy people. (laughs) There will be a point where you get out. And when you get out, it will be so cool. Like, just think about how rad it's going to (laughs) be. And I don't know. Don't lose yourself. Yourself is really sick. And it's like that silly, cheesy, like, well... If you were just like everyone else, you wouldn't be as special. But it's like so true. Like we're all so cool. And I feel like as dorky and Cheesy or whatever, like you're probably really rad. Um, so I don't know. Just don't let people ruin your shine. That's awesome, because man. once you I feel like all the coolest people that you think are cool or whatever are literally just themselves and are just normal people. So it's like we're all just people. You're going to get to a point where you can just exist and no one bothers you.
1: Yeah. And like, as you get older, it's like, you want to become more of who you are versus more of how everyone else is. And I think, um, that's, that's an amazing message. Uh, I love that. Um, two final questions we ask everyone. The first is if you could nominate someone to come on the show and just share their story, share their journey with mental health, whether you know them or not, who would it be?
0: This is so hard. I wish it I like thought more about this. <laughs> um, I don't know. Whoever your first thought when you asked me that is the person.
1: <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of them, but uh, but don't worry. Um, if you think of anyone, just let me know. Last one is, Victor, what makes you mad happy?
0: Oh, art. Making art. Yelling about how much I love this sweater. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And I think an amazing place to stop. Um, Victor, thank you so, so much for coming on, but also just for being you being an inspiration to like so many people. And I feel like it really is just the beginning because three years ago, no one knew who you were. So many people do now, and it's still just the beginning of what you could do. So um, I'm just like super excited for like what you have ahead. You know, I'm 28. Um, I still feel really young. So uh, you have a long, long, long time and an amazing future ahead of you really really appreciate you coming on i'm so so excited about what we're doing uh next week for pride and um yeah just excited for you
0: hey thanks for letting me just ramble about life this is really sick
1: yeah it's amazing and would love to hang next time uh you're in la or or i'm in new york would love to get together and we'll definitely be supporting in any ways we can so so definitely let us know how uh but thank you so much everyone um you can find FeO all over the internet, uh, Twitter, Instagram. W- where Where do you want people to go, mainly?
0: Um, I don't know. Go to my Twitter at Fovocious or like just Google like inspirational quotes or like cool art, and then look through the art and literally like just look at art. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's amazing. Um, all right, everyone. Uh, signing off now and we'll talk soon.
2: Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Hope you were moved and inspired by Victor's story. Uh, I I know I definitely was. I think it's it's super important this Pride Month uh, to have some trans representation on the show. Um, And just him what he's been able to do, I think has inspired millions of people. Um, And it's really just the beginning of his career and everything from his creativity to his identity uh, to just how big of a role model he's being for so many people. His Web3 stuff. I mean, just such an impressive kid uh, and it was awesome to hear payment and him chat and hear his story uh so happy pride month everyone hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll be back next week peace, peace. the mad happy podcast is brought to you
1: by optimism